0: Hey, welcome to the Tybean Leadership Podcast, where we talk about being a limitless leader in a world full of limits. And this is the second part of our interview with Tommy Barnett. So we don't want to waste any time. Let's jump right into it. Okay, we're going to wrap this up, but I've got some just wing fire questions I'm going to throw at you. Are you ready? And you want wing fire answers? Here we go. Uh, Well, it's whatever you want. I could (laughs) listen to you all day. All right. What's your advice for a daily routine for a leader yeah. to have a daily routine? What do you say has to be for the encouragement, the motivation, the focus and the task at yes. hand, what has to be a part of a daily routine?
1: Well, let me tell you mine. Several okay. years ago, God impressed upon me something. The first thing I would do in the morning before he talked to my wife or anybody <clears throat> was to talk to God. Mm. So I roll out of the bed and I just said a short prayer and, uh, that frees me up then to talk to my wife. <laughs> and the next thing I do is I go to Starbucks, you know, mm-hmm. until until the anointing kicks in. We've got Starbucks we to wake
0: Starbucks. up. Amen.
1: And I get my cup of coffee and I buy a newspaper. And then I go in my car and I get my Bible out because I promised God. The second thing I would do would be to read the Word of God before I'd read the newspaper, before I'd do anything else. So I take the Bible and I go through the Word of God. And I read a chapter two or three, not very long. Somebody say, how long do you read? Well, I read until I burn, uh. until something really hits me. And then I stop and I say, Lord, this is a lesson that I've learned today. Help me to be productive. Today, I want to touch some lives. Don't let me go through this day. I yield myself to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, where do you want me to go? Direct my thoughts, my actions. Help me now to speak the way I shouldn't speak. I have my eyes, my thoughts, my ears. Holy Spirit, I yield myself to you. And then after that, after I've learned that lesson, then it frees me up. And I take the newspaper. I usually buy two newspapers, the local and the New York Times. Now, everybody knows I'm pretty, I'm very conservative. (laughs) New York Times is very liberal. So I usually get mad when I read it, you know. (laughs) And then I say, God, we pray, I pray for the country. Uh And I read the newspaper from cover to cover. I want to know, what's going on in the world today. When that is over, I drive to my office. The reason I don't go to the prayer chapel, there'll be somebody up there that wants me to pray with Mm. them. (laughs) But I must prepare my heart so I can help other people. (laughs) And then that day, I can tell you exactly what I do every day of the week because I have a routine. And a routine will make you more productive. For instance, I used to just take people when they walk off the street and say, I want to talk to Pastor Barnett. Well, I learned that I, I wasn't getting anything done. Uh-huh. They broke everything I did. So I would say to them, look, I have a counseling day, one day a week. So I prepare my heart for that day. And I counsel from morning until night all day. And I'm able to help them more than I could if I, they just fly in. My heart is not prepared And my mind is on something else. So that's the way I do my day. I have one day every week that I do this and I make a productive. Then at the end of the day, I have open time. That if something comes up I have to deal with, I do it at the open time. Another thing I do is when I get troubles come to mind or something goes wrong in the church, it's going to go wrong. Or somebody does something negative. I say to myself, I'm not going to deal with that right now. I write it down. And I put it in a worry box. (laughs) Yes. And I'm going to deal with that at 4 o'clock today. At 4 o'clock, I get them out. So, okay, let me deal with this one. And usually it's taken care of itself. I'll be done. Sometimes we deal with problems when we don't need to deal with them. That's why people don't need to be counseled when they walk off the street. They just had a fight with their husband
0: or wife. They need some time. Yeah.
1: And maybe by the time they come in, it's already taken care of. That makes sense. So, that's good. That, that's kind of the way the day operates.
0: Now, see, the, the, the only thing I have on that story, and everything you said, I've seen myself. But I remember when you got your coffee at Circle K with orange <laughs> juice in a newspaper. And now you've upgraded to Starbucks. That's <laughs> well, pretty good. Well,
1: now, on my birthday, people give me Starbucks cards.
0: But, see, that's a... you got to write that down. you got to write that down. I'm yes. looking at my staff over here. Okay, here's another question. Um, what are you learning today as a leader? And that, that may shock <clears throat> A lot of people don't ask Tommy Barnett. He is the leader. But... What I know you. You're always learning. What are you learning today as a leader?
1: Well, I'll tell you, first of all, I learned years ago to use young people.
0: Mm.
1: I Church was growing. I began to travel. I went to Hillsong and spoke at their large conference. As a matter of fact, Brian asked me to be his pastor. So mm. I saw the young culture there, and I knew something was happening. And then I went and began to speak at big, large youth gatherings I noticed where the great revivals were in the world were led by young people. All over the world was led by young people. So I went home and I said, I'm going to change the way the music is done in our church. We had a 300 voice choir. We had a big orchestra. It was beautiful music, but it was not the music of the day. And so I changed my music. I began to put young people, whereas I was having people in their 40s, I began to put young people in their early 20s making them the leaders, making them the worship leaders. That's what I learned that at that time. Now, what I have learned at my age is that I had to get a new dream. Here's my dream now. The dream for the rest of my life is to help other people reach their dream. Uh-huh. And so today, I'm with you this week. Yeah. I'm here to help you reach your dream. I hope my message will help you help people to rise up, to reach their dream. So we always learn. There's always something at a stage of life that we can we can do we can do a lot
0: lot better. I love it. Okay, last question. Out of all these years, out of all these years, how many years has it been now? You said a minute ago it's it's been 63 years. 63 years, years of yes.
1: ministry. I have preached over 18,000 messages wow. in my lifetime. I I have traveled over I have 8 million miles in American Airlines alone besides the other. So I've traveled the world.
0: That's amazing. Okay. So with that, with saying that, what would you say today is the most important thing that you would say about leadership? I would say to
1: every leader, you should never catch up with your dream. Never catch up. People ask me now, Pastor Barnett, If you could live your life over again, is there anything that you would do different? And I really had to sit down and think about that because Ronald Reagan one time said, you can tell, excuse me, it was MacArthur, General MacArthur. He said, you can tell if a man is young or old, whether he looks at the sunrise or the sunset. And since I've been a sunrise watcher, I had to think it over. I don't live in the past, but there's two things, Ty. I would say to these people that I would do different if I could live my life over again. Number one, I would dream bigger dreams. And number two, I would take bigger risk. Because every dream that I have and every risk that I took, God did exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or all that I could ever think. I used to preach that you had to see it in your mind first. And you know, I still believe that's a great principle. It is true, but it's not completely true because I am seeing things that I never dreamed that I would see in my life because the Bible said he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you ask or think. And I'm going to say this to the people and the young leaders that are watching. When you hear Tommy Barnett, you are hearing a miracle. Mm -hmm. And I can say that without bragging Because if I said I was a miracle worker, I'd be bragging on myself. Mm. But when I say I'm a miracle, I'm bragging on the God that made this little vessel. You see, I've been the chancellor of a university, it's one of the largest in the world, Grand Canyon University, 80,000 students. I'm now the chancellor of Southeastern University, which is the largest charismatic university in the world, 10,000 students. When they asked me to become the chancellor, I thought they was talking about a chandelier. (laughs) I was so dumb. I did not graduate from
0: from college. I'm not qualified. That's always amazed me. I'm not qualified to be it.
1: You know, I'm Joyce Myers, pastor, pastor of some of the leading pastors in America Mm -hmm. today. I'm not qualified for that. Dream centers, there's 266 of them in the world today. I was not trained in cross-culture evangelism. I don't understand it. I'm not a social worker. Yeah, we got 266 dream centers in the world today. What am I trying to say? We do not grow by subtraction, pastors. You grow by addition. For instance, the way you get stronger, you don't lay off weights, you lift more weights. And pastors, we've been told all over the country to cut back, get away, take a sabbatical. My goodness, you grow by adding more work instead of subtracting work mm. and the greatest workers I have in my church. I promise How I'll close. Oh, you're, I love it. But we have a guy that took over the Phoenix dream center. Most remarkable young man ever said he's taken the dream center to heights. You can't even imagine. Recently that fellow that was in Colorado city, Warren Jeff's who went to prison. He had 85 wives. He was really a human trafficker. It was a terrible thing. Little girls, 10 years of age were part of his wives. Well, some of the girls escaped and they came to the Dream Center in Phoenix. Their lives were changed. One of them was his 65th wife. When he went to prison, and he'll be there for life, terrible man, she won that complex, which has 85 rooms in it where he put his 85 wives. She turned it over to us. We now own it. And it's being turned in to a place for 85 girls caught in human trafficking can come and be turned around. Wow. That guy started that at the dream center. He started an eye clinic at the dream center, a children's hospital. We have a children's hospital there. He started a preparatory place for college where the girls, okay, here's the point I want to make. I said, how do you do this? How are you doing this young man? He raises all the money by himself for the dream center. He said, pastor, one day I realize that I want to give forty hours a week at the Dream Center to God. I'm going to do that because that is expected. But all of these great things took place. What is being done after the forty year, the forty hours? All of these miracles that you know about, I accomplished these after I gave forty wow. hours. And while we're being told to cut back, the me he went on to say that the time I give beyond the 40 hours is miracle territory. That's where God moves. And so while young people are being told, you ask me what I've learned, this is what I've learned. While they're being asked to cut back, you got to get away from it all. I was always overworked. The miracle takes place after the 40 hours.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, there you go, folks. Today has been... Something for the ages. It's something that I truly can tell you, um, I have experienced firsthand in watching the life of Tommy Barnett, and and today, what a joy to get to have him on this podcast. Um, you can buy all of his material on online, and and I, I want to encourage you, follow Luke and Matthew. They're doing a fantastic job too, but Pastor. Thank you so much. I know that someone was encouraged, and I know that I was the one that was the most encouraged today you're truly the miracle in the house.
1: I want to thank you, Ty so much for the joy of being here, and I want to encourage people to follow people like Tyveen well thank you he's the new generation, new ideas, the cutting edge and yes, follow the Lukes and Matthews. These are the men that God is using to see the present and the future and uh so now I am riding on their backs. Amen.
0: I love it. Well, thanks. This has been another edition of the Being Leadership Podcast, where we discuss being a limitless leader in a world full of limits.